Chapter thirty three of the Wild Huntress. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recorded by Sylvia M. B. in Washington State. The Wild Huntress by Thomas Maine Reed. Chapter thirty three. Another duel determined on. Into my saddle, off out of the clearing, away through the dripping forest, on through the sweltering swamp, I hurried. Up the creek was my route my destination the dwelling of the hunter wingrove surely in such weather i should find him at home it was natural i should seek the young backwoodsman in such an emergency i might count with certainty on having his advice and assistance true i anticipated no great benefit from either for what could either avail me the young man was helpless as myself and had similarly suffered this would secure me his sympathy but what more could he give after all i did not reckon it as nothing the condolence of a friend or fellow-sufferer may soothe though it cannot cure and for such a solace the heart intuitively seeks confidence and sympathy are consolatory virtues even penance has its purpose i longed therefore for a friend one to whom i could confide my secret and unbosom my sorrow and i sought that friend in the young backwoodsman i had a claim upon him he had made me the confidant of his care the recipient of his heart confessed little dreamed i at the time i should be so soon calling upon him for a reciprocity of the kindness fortune so far favoured me i found him at home my arrival scarcely roused him from a dejection that i could perceive was habitual to him i knew its cause and could see that he was struggling against it lest it should hinder him from the fulfilment of his duties as a host it did not there was something truly noble in this conquest of courtesy over the heart heavily laden charged and engrossed with selfish care not without admiration did i observe the conflict i hesitated not to confide my secret to such a man i felt convinced that under the buckskin coat beat the heart of a gentleman i told him the whole story of my love beginning with the hour in which i had left him the tale aroused him from his apathy more especially the episode which related to my first meeting with lillian and the encounter that followed as a hunter this last would have secured his attention but it was not altogether that the scene touched a chord in unison with his own memories for by some such incident he had first won the favour of marian as i approached the finale of the duel scene that point where the stranger had appeared on the stage i could perceive the interest of my listener culminating to a pitch of excitement and before i had pronounced ten words in description of the clerical visitor the young hunter sprang to his feet exclaiming as he did so josh stebbins yes it was he i know it myself i continued the narrative but i saw i was no longer listened to with attention wingrove was on his feet and pacing the floor with nervous irregular strides every now and then i saw him glance towards his rifle that rested above the fireplace while the angry flash of his eyes betokened that he was meditating some serious design as soon as i had described the winding up of the duel and what followed including my departure from swampville i was again interrupted by the young hunter this time not by his speech but by an action equally significant hastily approaching the fireplace he lifted his rifle from the cleats and dropping the piece upon its butt commenced loading it it was not the movement itself so much as the time and manner that arrested my attention and these declared the object of the act neither for squirrel nor coon deer bear nor panther was that rifle being loaded where are you going i inquired seeing that he had taken down his coonskin cap and slung on his pouch and powder-horn only a bit down a crick you'll excuse me stranger for leaving o you 
but i'll be back in the twinkling of an eye there's a bit of dinner for you if you can eat cold deer meat and you'll find something in the old bottle there it won't be gone more than an hour i reckon i won't the emphasis expressed a certain indecision which i observed without being able to interpret i had my conjectures however can i not go with you i asked in hopes of drawing him to declare his design the weather has cleared up and i should prefer riding out to staying here alone if it's not some business of a private nature you're nothing particularly private about it stranger but it's a business i don't want you to be mixed up in i guess you've got your own troubles now without taking share of mine if it's not rude may i ask the business on which you're going welcome to know it stranger i'm a-going to kill josh stebbins kill josh stebbins either that or he shall kill me oh nonsense i exclaimed surprised less at the intention which i had already half divined than at the cool determined tone in which it was declared i've said it stranger i've sworn it over and over and it shall be done tain't no new notion i took i determined on making him fight long ago for i'd an old score to sell with him afore that you know but i never kid got that skunk to stand up he allers took care to keep out of my way now i've made up my mind and he don't dodge me any longer and by the eternal if that black-hearted snitch to be found in a settlement he is not to be found in the settlement not to be found in a settlement echoed the hunter in a tone that betrayed both surprise and vexation not to be found in a settlement surely you ain't an earnest stranger you seed him to-day afore yesterday true but i have reason to think he is gone god forbid but you ain't sure o it what makes you think he air gone too sure of it it was that knowledge that brought me in such haste to your cabin i detailed the events of the morning which wingrove had not yet heard my brief interview with the indian maiden her figurative prophecy that had proved but too truthful i described the deserted dwelling and at last read to him the letter of lillian read it from beginning to end he listened with attention though chafing at the delay once or twice only did he interrupt me with the simple expression poor little lil poor little lil repeated he when he had finished she too gone with him just as marion went six months ago no no he exclaimed correcting himself in a voice that proclaimed the agony of his thoughts no it war different altogether different marion went willingly how know you that i said with a half-conceived hope of consoling him know it oh stranger i'm sure it suwanee said so that signifies nothing it is not the truer of her having said so a jealous and spiteful rival perhaps the very contrary is the truth perhaps marian was forced to marry this man her father may have influenced her and it is not at all unlikely since he appears to be himself under some singular influence as if in dread of his saintly son-in-law i noticed some circumstances that would lead one to this conclusion thank you stranger for them words cried the young hunter rushing forward and grasping me eagerly by the hand it's the first bit of comfort i've had since marian were took away i've heerd myself that holt were a fear to stebbins and maybe that sneak in the grass had a call about him somehow i confess you it often puzzled me marian's taking it so to heart and all about a bit of a kiss which i wouldn't a took if the indian hadn't poked her lips close up to mine lord a mercy i'd a gi all i got in a world to think it war true as you say i have very little doubt of its being true i have now seen your rival 
and I think it altogether improbable she would of her own free will have preferred him to you. Thank ye, stranger. It's kind in you to say so. She's now married and gone. But if I thought there had been force used, I'd have done long ago what I mean to do now. What is that? I asked, struck by the emphatic energy with which the last words were spoken. Follow him, if it be to the first end of the world. Yes, stranger, I mean it. I'll go arter him and track him out. I'll find him in the bottom of a California gold mine, or wherever he may try and hide himself. And by the eternal, I'll wipe out the score, both old and the new one, in the skunk's blood, or I'll never set foot again in the state of Tennessee. I've made up my mind to it. You are determined to follow him? Firmly determined. Enough. Our roads lie together. End of chapter 33